Hey, and welcome to the Mickey in Minutes podcast, the short Disney show. I'm your host, Nick Lazaga, and this is episode 17, From the Moon to Stitch and Beyond, part two. By now, you must be wondering how excess tech can help you seize the future. Well, wonder no more. Here to show you how is our most advanced cyberbotic performance unit to date. Ah, welcome. We're in travelers to the great big universe of XS. You may call me Sir. That is S I R, which stands for Simulated Intelligence Robotics. What do you want, Skippy? No, you may not get out. You're a lucky volunteer. A visitor from another galaxy is taking over Tomorrowland in the Magic Kingdom Park at Stitch's Great Escape. You've just been recruited by the Galactic Federation as a guard to provide security at the Prisoner Teleportation Center for its latest inmate. Prisoners generally come in two types, your level ones and your level twos. But today, the worst of the worst has arrived. He's naughty. He's gross. He's uncontrollable. He's a level three. It's Experiment 626. So join with me now, won't you? And together, we will seize the future with access. The future that never was is finally here. In 1994, Tomorrowland at the Magic Kingdom went through a big refurbishment. All of the theming was changed from a stale white future focused on the space race to a bright retro future as described by science fiction writers from the 1920s and 1930s. This new Tomorrowland was rich in story and everything tied together perfectly. Many of the attractions remained the same, but got a new name and a new backstory that fit the overall theme of the land. For example, the Wedway People Mover became the Tomorrowland Transit Authority, an urban mass transit system taking humans, robots, and aliens to different locations around the bustling spaceport. But some attractions were just outdated and had to be completely changed. The show building that once housed the classics Flight to the Moon and Mission to Mars became the new Tomorrowland Interplanetary Convention Center, home to a galaxy of new ideas from other planets. In the convention center, the fictional company XS Tech was showcasing their newest technology to the people of Earth, teleportation. But of course, something goes very wrong and an alien is accidentally sent to Earth and starts eating people. The extraterrestrial alien encounter will go down in Disney history as one of the scariest attractions ever built by Walt Disney Imagineering. It was eventually replaced by another attraction that used much of the same technology and props but featured a much more likable alien and was basically a complete failure, proving that if it can't be done with excess, it shouldn't be done at all. On this episode, I conclude my two-part miniseries about the attractions that once occupied the theater in the round show building that is now home to Stitch. To get the complete story, be sure to listen to part one of From the Moon to Stitch and Beyond on episode 15 of the Mickey and Minutes podcast. On that episode, I described the original attraction in that spot, Flight to the Moon, and its replacement, Mission to Mars. 
But now I'm going to pick up right where I left off and discuss the fan favorite Alien Encounter, as well as its unfortunate replacement, Stitch's Great Escape. And finally, the rumored future of this show building. So it's time to seize the future. of XS. You're about to experience the latest scientific wonder brought to you by XS Tech, the galaxy's leader in innovative high technology. On December 16, 1994, the extraterrestrial alien encounter opened for previews, but was quickly closed again on January 12, 1995, because then-CEO Michael Eisner said it was not intense enough. It reopened to the public on June 20th, 1995, and Michael Eisner got his wish. The attraction terrified audiences with its pitch black scenes, binaural audio, and special effects. There was even a warning placed outside of the attraction, alerting guests that it was intense and not intended for children under 12 years old, even though the height requirement was 48 inches. Some people loved it for being an original story and adding so much depth to Tomorrowland, but some people thought it was too scary to be in the Magic Kingdom. It was eventually removed about eight years later on October 12, 2003. The story of the attraction was that the alien corporation XS Tech, led by Chairman L.C. Clench, played by Jeffrey Jones from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, was going to demonstrate their newest teleportation technology to us. So after we viewed a brief video of the company's history, we were led into the first demonstration area where we met a robot named SIR, which stands for Simulated Intelligence Robotics. He was voiced by Tim Curry in the final version, but was originally named Tom2000 and was voiced by Phil Hartman. Hartman's more comedic approach was one of the things that needed to be changed to achieve the darker tone that Eisner wanted, and Tim Curry nailed the dark, dry humor in this pre-show. SIR was in a room with two teleportation tubes on either side of it, in one of them was a cute little alien named Skippy. Sir attempted to demonstrate this practically painless technology by teleporting Skippy across the room. When Skippy got to the second tube, he was charred and confused. Unfazed by this obvious error, Sir then began to teleport him back to the original tube, but instead decided to suspend him in mid-teleportation indefinitely. That left us with an uneasy feeling. At that point, it's obvious that the technology is unstable and the company is using it recklessly. But we are then escorted into the next demonstration chamber. This chamber had the same basic layout as the two previous attractions, Flight to the Moon and Mission to Mars. It was a theater in the round setting with small screens around the room. But in the center, instead of a screen on the ground and one in the ceiling, there was a large teleportation tube and the seats now had harnesses that came down over your shoulders. Once we were all seated in the room, we saw a live video feed from Clench and his team. For the demonstration, XS Tech was going to ask one volunteer from the audience to get teleported across the galaxy to meet Clench. But at the last second, Clench declares that he has been seized with inspiration. He is going to teleport himself to us so that instead of one person meeting him, he gets to meet all of us. His team tells him that the teleportation tube must be recalibrated for the new plan, but Clench grows impatient and asks to be sent to Earth. Nervously, they send him, 
but the signal is somehow rerouted to an unknown planet. We hear them arguing, and they decide that they should just continue the process and send him to Earth. But it wasn't him being sent to Earth. Uh, sir, uh, I gather that we are... I remember saying that is a roster of feeble mind, and the only way to seize the future is to grasp the present. Let's go. Grasp the present? Yes, well... German certainly has a way with words. What do you say, Dr. Peter? Shall we go? Yeah, grass right, but first I need to totally recalibrate. Oh, jeez, grass! Okay, Doctor. I am going as fast as I can. Yes, sir. Let's I do everything? I just want the trajectory where I'm not going to have to go yet. Another planet in our transmission path. It must have intercepted the signal. What? Wait, wait, I've got something. I could boost the power and send it to Earth. Well, what if it's not him? Force it to send him to Earth. Ladies and gentlemen, live and personal, Chairman and Uh, Spinlock, since when does Clank have wings? Wings? saw a giant alien in the tube, and then the whole chamber lost power. The rest of the show was in mostly complete darkness. The alien burst out of the tube, and you heard it roaming around the room. You felt it step on your shoulders and breathe on your neck. The room is filled with nervous screams. You're told to stay calm and be quiet, and you see the flashlight of someone trying to fix the power in the ceiling. You hear them declare that they found the problem, right before they get eaten. Eventually the power comes back online and they get the alien back in the tube. They then increase the power so much that the alien explodes and you get sprayed with its blood. Alien Encounter was very intense and left people with a weird nervous feeling. It was such a well-written and well-executed attraction. It was originally pitched to be based on Ridley Scott's Alien movies but a Disney attraction based on an R-rated movie franchise just wasn't going to happen. But teaming up with George Lucas, Disney wrote this amazing original story and created a masterpiece that many Disney fans still miss today. Especially because its replacement took this scary concept and made it into a joke. On November 6, 2004, Guests walking down Main Street in the Magic Kingdom were confused and horrified when they saw the majestic Cinderella Castle covered in toilet paper. One of the walls even had Stitch is King spray painted on it. It was not a pretty sight. The little mischievous blue alien Stitch from the Disney movie Lilo and Stitch had created mayhem and pandemonium in the Magic Kingdom as a sign out front had put it. This promotion only lasted a day but the silly new replacement for the once thrilling alien encounter would last close to 15 years. Stitch's Great Escape used basically the same set pieces and had a very similar storyline to Alien Encounter, but made the once scary experience much more kid-friendly. Your experience no longer takes place in the Tomorrowland Interplanetary Convention Center. Now you are in the Galactic Federation Prisoner Teleportation Center. 
In the pre-show, we are now greeted by a bumbling robot named Sergeant C4703BK2704-90210. He is voiced by Richard Kind and teaches us about the different types of prisoners. At this point, we do get to see Skippy from Alien Encounter again, but in this storyline, he was arrested for jaywalking between the moons of Jupiter. We are told that the most common types of prisoners are level 1s and level 2s, but then we get alerted to a level 3 being beamed to the center and we are escorted into the main chamber. This chamber looks nearly identical to how it looked during Alien Encounter, but with a few cartoony additions. Once we are all seated and the shoulder restraints have come down, Stitch is beamed into the tube and everyone thinks that labeling him as a level 3 must be a mistake. They leave us alone to watch the prisoner, but then he disables the armed laser cannons by spitting and causing them to misfire. The system then gets shorted out and Stitch escapes. Like an alien encounter, you feel him on your shoulders, but instead of intense breathing on your neck, you hear him steal a chili dog from someone and then you hear and smell his burp. The once frightening use of binaural audio and special effects has now been dumbed down to cheap humor. The attraction ends with the power coming back on, but Stitch still managing to get out of the chamber. The screens then show him escape out into the Magic Kingdom. I want to know where that monstrosity is headed. Sir, he's headed for planet ER. Yes, and he's landing in Florida. Florida? What's Florida? Give me a visual. It appears to be some kind of kingdom. Despite having one of the most advanced audio animatronics at the time, and being based on a popular intellectual property, the attraction was not received well by any demographic. It is one of the lowest rated attractions at Walt Disney World. On October 2nd, 2016, the attraction was switched to seasonal operation. It now only runs when the crowd levels are high. When it's not operating, the first waiting area is used for a stitch meet and greet, and in a fun nod to its predecessor, the sign out front is switched to one that says Stitch's Alien Encounter. It's clear that Stitch's Great Escape is now just a placeholder until something better comes along. But what's next for this prime Tomorrowland real estate? Well, no one knows for sure, but there has been a rumor out there that a racing simulator based on Sugar Rush from Wreck-It Ralph is coming. But I personally think that Disney can do so much better than a VR style simulator. Plus, any new video game style racing attraction would have to compete with a Mario Kart attraction. Since Universal Studios now has the theme park rights to Nintendo, we know that's coming eventually. I'm hoping for something fresh and new. Something that will revitalize Tomorrowland and bring back some of its originality. I know that an IP based attraction will most likely fill the spot though. I think something based on Big Hero 6 could be awesome. I guess we'll just have to wait and find out. But after Flight to the Moon, Mission to Mars, and the extraterrestrial alien encounter, I know that the Imagineers can create something worthy of that spot.
Well, that was my look at the last two attractions that have occupied that front left show building in Tomorrowland. If you haven't already, be sure to listen to part one of this miniseries on episode 15 of the podcast to hear about the first two, Flight to the Moon and Mission to Mars. I was really young when Mission to Mars was around, but I remember Alien Encounter almost perfectly. I actually remember losing a very cool Independence Day hat because I left it in Alien Encounter. Ironic, huh? What are your memories of these attractions, and what do you think should go in that space next? Let me know on Twitter at Mickey and Minutes. Thanks so much for listening to the show, you guys. If you liked it, please rate it and review it on iTunes, and tell your fellow Disney friends about it. Look out for another episode very soon. You can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Mickey and Minutes. Find us on YouTube for some Disney trivia and other fun videos, and check out MickeyandMinutes.com for show notes, blog posts, and more. Thanks again for listening to the Mickey and Minutes podcast. I'll see you next time. Bye!